Now, let's take our Bibles this morning. Please turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. We continue with portraits of Christ Jesus, the Good Shepherd. John chapter 10. Good to have several guests here this morning. I want you to look around and make them feel welcome. I won't be able to introduce all of them, so I want you to make sure that you get around and greet people, make them welcome. We're glad that they're here. John chapter 10, I'd invite you, if you are our guest today, following our service this morning, uh, we are dedicating a, a new room in our, our uh, building here today, and so we do have some refreshments and things. We hope that you'll stay and take part in that and so that we can get to know you a little bit better. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable speak Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there uh, shall be one fold and one shepherd." Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for the many blessings that we've already experienced here in this place. We pray that it would continue throughout the preaching of your word. I need your help. And so I ask that you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. Father, bless our time together and may the word of God speak to our hearts and help us and remind us today that the Lord Jesus Christ is, in fact, our shepherd. And Father, if there's one here that knows not Christ, may they enter in through that door that is the shepherd, Jesus Christ. Bless us today, we pray. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Years ago, there was a competition in a well-known Bible college. They were asked to do a reading of God's Word. Bible colleges still do that today where they will have expressive readings. They'll have, we, we've seen it at the student conventions that we go to in, in Faithway. And some would have preaching things where young men would get up and preach. And, 
And, uh, but this was specifically expressive reading. The first man got up and he chose Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He read it with great expression and he moved with lots of body language and, and just seemed to impress a lot and move the people to applause. And the next fellow got up and he read the exact same psalm. He says, my apologies, he says, but I have selected the same psalm as our brother before. He says, but I'll read it nonetheless. And he had memorized the passage. But without the flair or the dramatic, he just simply stood up and said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. They said at the end of his reading, you could hear a pin drop. The Holy Spirit had spoken through his reading in such a way that it moved the crowd to tears and conviction. The first speaker walked up again, this college student, and put his arm around the second. And he said, folks, he says, I spent a lot of time memorizing the 23rd Psalm. I knew it inside out and backwards. He says, this fella knew the shepherd. That was the difference in their presentation. One had spent much time on memorizing it in his inflection and making sure his gestures were just perfect. The other spent time in prayer and getting to know the shepherd before he communicated the truth of God's word. You see, we read these passages of Scripture and we think, oh, that's a nice parable and there's another title that the Lord Jesus Christ is called by and it's nice to know, but friends, let me ask you this. Are you taking the time to get to know him as the shepherd? There's some very real things that he can minister to you in your life as you study this passage of Scripture. It helps us to understand what Jesus is doing in our lives. Of the many images that John painted in his gospel, we probably the most descriptive of is John chapter 10. Many of the things that Jesus said were just said in passing. We will look at two and three verses about him being the light of the world and him being other things, but the good shepherd is an entire chapter, John chapter 10. For like a shepherd, Jesus is concerned with the welfare and the care of his sheep. Listen, there's so many today that preach a far-off God. A God that set the earth in motion. He created the things that are here and just kind of left us to our own devices. And, and, and honestly speaking, if we watch the news at all, it sometimes feels like that. But we need to understand that's the result of sin, not the result of God. That's man's departure from God that gives us all the wickedness in the world. But God is very concerned about us and intimately involved in every moment of our lives and we miss out as a people if we are not leaning upon the breast of our shepherd. Psalm chapter 23 says, He leadeth me beside the still waters. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's a shepherd that cares for every nourishment of our soul. That's watching over us each step that we take. As Jesus delivered this sermon in, in John chapter 10, he clearly identifies his identity and plainly states his purpose and his plans. In these verses, we'll see the heart of Jesus on display. His heart reveals his great love for sinners and his plan for dealing with their sin. I want you to notice some things about the shepherd this morning as we look again at verses 1 through 5. The Bible says, Hear ye the word which the Lord speaks. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm in Jeremiah 10, not John 10. John 10, I grabbed the wrong bookmarker. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He gives us a warning about those that would try to steal our hearts. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow but will flee for him, for they know not the voice of strangers. I want you to notice, first of all, this morning that Jesus is the good shepherd because he possesses the right credentials. There are so many out there that are competing for our attention and are trying to lead us in a, in a, in a different path, but the Lord Jesus Christ says, they know my voice and they will follow me and I will lead them. And Jesus has the right credentials because he entered in at the door. A sheepfold was a circular wall about 10 feet tall. It had a single opening that served as a door. Now, each night, several flocks might come from different directions and all be stored in the same sheepfold with all different shepherds, but only one shepherd would lie at the door to make sure that no wolves or lions could come in, to make sure that no sheep could wander off and get hurt. Several flocks would lie there, but only one would guard the door. Nothing could get in or out without having to go through the shepherd. Jesus proves to us that he is the shepherd because he came properly. He came properly. He came into the world in the right manner. He entered according to the plan of God. Notice some things we see about the Lord Jesus Christ in Scripture. First of all, the Bible says he had to be virgin born in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. And in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, the Bible says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Isaiah 7 says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. In Isaiah, in Matthew chapter 21, or Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the angel appears to Mary and said that she'd be overshadowed by the Holy Ghost after she said, I know not a man. The Bible says in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 that he would be born in Bethlehem. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, he was born in Bethlehem. He had to come in the fullness of time, Galatians chapter 4. He had to be brought out of Egypt, Hosea chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 2. We see that Jesus returns from Egypt back into Israel. His arrival had provoked the rage of the enemy. Jeremiah chapter 31 and Matthew chapter 2, of course, King Herod had all the babies killed. Jesus was the right person born in the right place, arriving at the right time, summoned in the right manner, and he was attended by the right sign. He possesses all the credentials to prove that he is the good shepherd. You see, John chapter 10 says there's only one way the shepherd can enter into the sheepfold. It was through the door. Many others have come over the years. We hear of all the false religions of the world, the, the Buddhas and the Muhammads, and they've tried their own religions. But friends, only Jesus came the right way. Only Jesus fulfills all the scriptural prophecies. He is the good shepherd. Not only did he come properly, he calls properly. He calls properly. Look at verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Hey, aren't you glad that Jesus knows your name? We have, uh, I, I started about, a, just over a year ago, it was in uh, about the first week of August, we started a YouTube channel for the church. You say, well, what's YouTube? Maybe you don't know. That's fine. Uh, we just took some videos from the church that we have from up here, music and such, the Clark family, the lakes, and, and some 
folks from our, our Easter cantatas on there and different people that sing in our church. And we just we put it on, on our YouTube channel so that people around the world or whatever can get a blessing from the music that we enjoy. And so we put it on there. Well, in just over a year, we've had about 120,000 people view those videos. You know, there's gospel preaching. There's a classic sermon from Dr. Strachan on there. And, and uh, I, put, I put one on about the sanctity of life. You remember that time we did that, the, the Sunday where I preached on, on the sanctity of life and against abortion? And we had that little video about a baby and, and when they begin to develop and all those things. I put that on there and all the five people have watched that out of 120,000, praise the Lord. But you know the one song that has got the most hits? Out of 120,000 over 70,000 belong to one video. There's 75, 78 videos on there now. One video, Travis Clark, he knows my name. You say, why? Because that song is such a blessing to know that Christ knows your name. Years ago, the very first time I ever heard the Clark sing was in Lancaster, California, we were at the Spiritual Leadership Conference, and Pastor Chapel had admitted, I don't know if you knew about his, he had some health problems four or five years ago, and uh, after a Sunday night service, he collapsed. They took him to the hospital. His blood pressure was just off the charts. He was really suffering, and, and, uh, and he really had to do a regimen. He lost some weight and started exercising, doing some things, but just the amount of stress he's under in the ministry there, and he, he collapsed from that. He said this, he stood in the pulpit and he says, he says, a friend of mine sent me this song. It was He Knows My Name by Travis Clark. He says, more than any other song or music that I listened to, this song helped me. Just the simple reminder, the shepherd knows my name. Of the billions of people in this world, Jesus knows you by name. Jesus knows you by name. What a comfort to know that he calls us properly. A man in Australia was arrested and charged with stealing a sheep. This is a true story. The man that, arrest, that had him charged, the plaintiff, they went into the courtroom and the, 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 the man insisted, the defendant insisted, he said, no, it was my sheep. He'd been lost for several weeks and I know my sheep and, and I know this was my sheep and he got mixed in with his sheep and he says, I, I, I've been looking for him and I found him and but there was really no proof. They hadn't branded the sheep at all. The judge being from Australia, where there's a lot of sheep, he wisely did this. He brought the sheep into the courtroom. He told the, the plaintiff who claimed it was his sheep that had been taken from his, his flock, he says, you go outside those doors and down the hall, and he says, we'll leave the doors open, and you call that sheep. And the sheep did not move. The man that was on trial did the same thing. He went out in the hallway and he called that sheep by name and that sheep ran out and right to the shepherd. And the man was cleared of any wrongdoing because the judge said plainly that sheep is yours. So it is with the soul. There are many voices out there that compete for our attention. There's people today that are calling us and, and sometimes we feel like we're in a spiritual tug of war that we're just getting dragged from one thing to another. Listen, friends, you need to get rid of all that cloudiness and listen very carefully to the shepherd's voice because he does know your name and he's still calling you today. He loves you. He calls properly. He came properly. He commands properly. The Bible says in verse 4, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but he will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. 
The Bible says he goeth before them and the sheep follow him. Do you know that sheep are animals that you lead? Most other animals you drive from behind. We learned this the hard way when we were kids. When we were kids, the neighbors, uh, we had uh, Joe Kelly on one side and we had Mr. Smythe on the other side. And a lot of times the fences would get broken in some way, maybe the winter or an animal knock it down or something. And so we'd have sheep out in the field. And my brother and I, we thought we were pretty tough, so we tried to go chase them sheep around. And, you know, usually Mr. Smythe would just come and call them, and they'd come back in. And we, we learned, we'd watch, and Mr. Smythe would just call them sheep, and they'd just go right back through the fence. Well, one day, Mr. Kelly's cows got in there. And we thought, no problem, we'll just lead them cows like we do sheep. No, you, you don't lead cows, you get stampeded by cows. And so we couldn't figure out what we were trying to, come on, come on, they wouldn't come. And so finally I said this, I said, wait, I said, you get behind them. And I said, you start yelling and hooting and hollering. And I said, I'm going to hide in those bushes up there. And when they come up the laneway, I said, they're not going to come up that laneway if they see me. But I said, when they come up that laneway, I'm going to jump out. And I said, then we'll steer them right back through that hole. I said, they'll turn and go right through. He says, all right. So I did that. I got behind a tree and some bushes, and he got behind him, and he got driving, and he's hooting and hollering, and I can hear them cows coming. And just as they got, and I'm standing just 10 feet this side of the big hole in the fence, and, and so I waited, and I jumped out. They didn't turn. They kept coming. And man, I tell you what, you don't think I can run fast? I did that day. I tore out of there. You don't lead other animals like you lead sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd, and he gently says, come. What did he say to Peter at the side of the Sea of Galilee? Come, and I will make you fishers of men. He said to Matthew, the publican, sitting at the gate collecting taxes, come and follow me. Follow me. That's all he says to us is just follow me. He doesn't drive us. He doesn't beat us. He doesn't whip us. He doesn't push us. He just steps out in front and says, come. Come. So he commands in the right way. He leads in the right way. He possesses the right credentials to be the shepherd. I want you to notice, secondly, that he possesses the right character to be our shepherd. He possesses the right character. Look in verse 6 of chapter 10. This parable speak Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I want you to notice, first of all, that his personality shows that he has the right character. If anyone desires entrance into the fold of God, there is only one door. That door is through the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter 14, verse 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, There's none other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. It is through the name of Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 12 says, He that hath the Son of God hath life, but he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. You say that's narrow-minded thinking, but it's truth. And we must obey it. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to be a part of the fold today, you must come through Jesus Christ. He possesses the right character. We see not only in his personality, but his performance. Look at chapter, verse 9, the Bible says, I am the door. 
He is the door. Jesus plainly tells his listeners that he alone is the door into God's eternal salvation. Nobody else. Nobody else. Do you know that nobody else died for you? You know that? You say, well, I... I'm hoping that the church will get me into heaven. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Presbyterian, I'm a Methodist, I'm a Catholic. Friends, that won't get you into heaven. He says, I am the door. Not the church. The church did not die for you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says Christ died for the church. You say, well, I, I'm going to be like Neil today. I'm going to go and get baptized because water will get me into heaven. No, it won't. It'll get you wet. But it won't get you saved. He is the door. Baptism is just a matter of obedience to Christ. It's a matter of a, making a public profession of faith. By the way, it's a matter of submission. If somebody won't uh, submit to baptism, it's not likely they're going to grow in their faith because they haven't submitted to Jesus Christ. I've thought about this so many times. I thought, boy, baptism, really, if we, if we just stop, because of tradition, and we've done it for so long, we don't think about it very often, it is kind of a crazy out there idea, isn't it? You mean, Pastor, you want me to get into a bathing suit and get on a silly-looking gown and jump into a tank of water in front of everybody and get dunked? But I look at it this way. Jesus is saying, if you'll do that, you'll do anything for me. It's a matter of submission. And it really isn't all that much for him to ask. We are to understand that the Lord Jesus Christ came as the good shepherd and he is the way to be saved. The word saved means to be rescued from all harm and danger. When a sinner comes to Jesus and is born again, you are forever delivered from the awesome wrath of Almighty God. Look, if you will, in John chapter 5. Just turn back just a couple pages. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Look at verse... 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. But look at the good news. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. When you come through Jesus Christ, you're saved. Saved from condemnation. Romans chapter 5 and verse 9, the Bible says this, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ possesses the right character to be our Savior, to be our shepherd through his personality and through his performance. I want you to see also that we see it through his promise. John chapter 10 and verse 9. John chapter 10 and verse 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Now look at the promise. And shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. That's the promise when you come to the good shepherd. That he will give you life and give it more abundantly. Listen, everything changes when you meet Jesus. I, I remember that old song Oswald J. Smith wrote, Then Jesus came. How many of you know that song? One sat alone beside a highway begging. His clothes were torn. I can't remember all the words. But then the chorus says, Then Jesus came. Man, what a change. There's another old song that's very similar. When Jesus passed by, Jesus Oh, what a difference when Jesus passed by. I can't explain it. 
I cannot tell you why, but oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Hey, Jesus ought to change your life, make you a new creature, make you different. It's like putting off the old man and putting on the new. That's what Jesus did for you. He possesses the right character to be our shepherd because of his personality, his performance, and his promises. But I want you to see that also as a shepherd, he possesses the right concern. He's concerned for you. Verse 11, the Bible says, I am the good shepherd. He's not just a shepherd. He's the good shepherd. The Bible goes on to say, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. I read that passage and I, I remind it of David out there as a little shepherd boy. The Bible says a lion came and he grabbed it by the beard. I don't know about you, if, do you have that kind of courage? I, let's be honest, a lot of us would be going home and saying, uh, Dad, we lost some sheep today. Well, how did we lose some sheep? Jesse would be saying, well, how did we lose these sheep? Well, there was a lion, and, Je- and I'm sure Jesse would say, oh, I understand, son, that's a lion. He'd tear you from limb to limb. But David was a good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. And if you're going to, listen, if you're going to touch one of God's little ones, if you're going to mess with one of God's sheep, you have to go through the shepherd. If you're a wolf or a lion or whatever you might be, a predator of some sort, we are protected. God is concerned uh, about us, and it's proven, first of all, by his sacrifice. Jesus explains the difference between the concerned shepherd and the hireling. The Bible says the hireling fleeth because he is a hireling, and he careth not for his sheep. But I am the good shepherd and know my sheep, and I'm known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. In other words, nothing's getting to them. Because I'm on guard. Jesus, listen, the next time old devil comes along, you just stick your shoulders back and you stick your chest out and you say, hey, I belong to the good shepherd. You want to mess with me, you better go mess with him first. You better get into the sheepfold by getting through the shepherd. Hey, they can't get through Jesus. Claim the power of Christ. It was proven by his sacrifice. Christ died for you and laid down his life for the sheep. The promise he possesses the right concern is not only proven by his sacrifice, but it's also proven by his sheep. Look at verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep, and look what it says, and am known of mine. The sheep appreciate what he has done. You know, a lot of people today will knock on their door and they'll say, we'll say, hey, uh, do you go to church anywhere? Well, no. Do you, uh, do you read your Bible? No. I'm a Christian. I'm spiritual. We, we just heard that the other day. We were talking to a, a girl in a, in a restaurant. You know, Brother Lalonde had, had to pass through on his way back from Michigan, and so we had met them uh, for lunch to give them some things that we, we had here, and they gave us some things. And, and uh, he was talking to the girl, and she says, well, I consider myself spiritual, which means I don't go to church. I don't read my Bible. I, that's what she was saying. Just flat out told us. I thought, how is it? Because the Bible says... The sheep are known of mine. They know him. They have a relationship with him. They appreciate what he has done for them. You know, it's, it's, it's odd today. The Bible says that perilous times shall come, and one of the things that will happen is people will be unthankful. We live in that day, don't we? 
Well, isn't it interesting? Sometimes uh, somebody will say, well, uh, you don't do anything for me. The kids, uh, your kids will say, well, you, mom and dad, you don't do anything for me. They forget all the things you did. Put a roof over their head, gave them a bed to sleep in, food for their belly, and took care of their education and all these things. We live in an unthankful time, but friends, it's even sadder when we have a Savior that died on a cross, a shepherd that loves us, and we aren't thankful. We won't gather to worship his name. We won't sing his praises, and we stand there stoic and, and almost uh, downhearted looking when, when we're singing the praises of God. We ought to be thankful for what he has done, for he is concern for us. The Bible says very plainly, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I am known of mine. They know me and they appreciate me and the work that I do. That's a mark of a sheep. It's proven by his sacrifice. He has the right concern. It's proven by his sacrifice, proven by his sheep, then it's proven by his salvation. Verse 15, the Bible says, as the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep and the other sheep I have Do you know who that is? That's you. Jesus is talking 2,000 years ago to his disciples, and he says, hey, there's more sheep coming. The fold is going to get real big because there's other sheep I have. And he says, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Hey, not everybody that says they go to church is saved. Not everybody that says they are religious is saved. Not everybody that can put a a name or a denomination over their headstone is saved. Not not everybody that gets baptized is saved. The Bible says those that come through the door, through the good shepherd, who have come to Jesus Christ by faith, they are part of his sheepfold. They know Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful that God's promise of salvation has extended 2,000 years later and we can still be part of his fold. When faith is placed in Jesus Christ, salvation is the result. Salvation is complete. It's eternal. Look at the Bible says in verse 28 of John chapter 10, and I, or verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I was reading that again last night, and when I read verse 30, I and my Father are one, I thought, oh boy, that must have really made the Jews upset. The very next verse says, then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Oh, that'd be blasphemy for Jesus to be God, for him to be the Son of God, but he was. He was sent of God as God's only begotten Son to pay the price and die upon the cross for your sins. He said, my sins? Everybody's sins. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. There is none good, no, not one. There is none that doeth good. Romans 3.10. There is none righteous. Romans 6.23 says, because of our sin, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through who? Jesus Christ our Lord. That's how you're saved, through Jesus Christ. Nobody else. He's the porter that openeth the door. He is the door. He is the good shepherd. And if you're going to be saved today, you must come through Jesus Christ. Listen, there's no question that Jesus is the good shepherd. The only question is today is, do you know him? 
Have you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Maybe there's some here today say, Preacher, I'm already saved. Let me ask you, are you following him as the good shepherd? Are you in obedience? Do you hear his voice? Do you know his voice? In Sunday school today, we were talking to a grades four, five, and six class about little Samuel. Of course, Samuel was sleeping there in the temple chambers, and he heard that voice, Samuel. And he got up and he ran to Eli's room, and he says, Master, did you call? He says, no, go back to bed. Three times, Samuel. He ran to Eli's room, and finally on the third time, Eli said, he perceived that it was the Lord calling Samuel. He says, next time you hear that voice, say, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. We were trying to help the children understand that even a child can be used of God. Even a boy as young as Samuel, even somebody that little can follow after the Lord Jesus Christ and give their life to him. And, and friends, maybe today that you've, been, you've trusted Jesus Christ, but you've not ever said, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. You've never opened up your heart. You've never surrendered to his will. And so you don't hear the voice of the shepherd like you should. Boy, how many, how many of you would agree with me today? There are a lot of voices out there competing with the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, there's a lot of noise. But Jesus is tenderly calling your voice over and over again. And he's just saying, follow me. Why don't you just, in your prayer today, say, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Not with your lips, but with the attitude of your heart. Surrender to him. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Maybe there's one here today say, Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I've come to church, but that's not the door. I've gotten baptized, but that's not the door. And I've, I've done a lot of good works, but that's not the door. I understand that Jesus is the door. He is the good shepherd. He's the one that's the way into the sheepfold. I've never put my faith and trust in him personally. I've never started a relationship with Jesus Christ. I've never surrendered to his will. I, I promise you something. I'm not going to embarrass you. I won't call out your name. I'm not going to do that. But could I pray for you today? Would you slip up your hand? I, I promise I won't embarrass you. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Preacher, would you pray for me? I'm not sure I'm saved. I, I've never trusted Jesus Christ like that. I've trusted in a lot of other things, but not Jesus alone. Could I pray for you today? Is there one? Maybe there's some here today who say, Preacher, I need to be like little Samuel and say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. I, I, you know, I know the shepherd loves me, and I know he cares, and I know he gave his life for me, but I'm not really following him right now. I'm not hearing his voice. I'm, my life is so cluttered by all the other noise about me. Would you pray for me today? I won't embarrass you either. I promise. Amen. I see those hands. Amen. Amen. Others? Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, that you are our shepherd who loves us. And Father, it is so easy to be distracted by all that's going on in this world. And so we pray, Lord, that you'd help us to focus in on the good shepherd's voice. We thank you that you love us enough to keep calling our name to try to keep us following you and keeping us in line. Thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit that will never leave us nor forsake us, that we might be guided back into that relationship with Christ we're supposed to have. Father, bless our invitation time now, we pray. Speak to our hearts, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name.
Amen. Let's stand to our feet with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. The music's going to begin to play. Brother Baker's going to sing. If God has spoke to your heart, would you step out and come? Use this old-fashioned altar. Pray right where you are. Let's say, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth.